tonight we are going to look at uh, Resurrection Sunday. Uh, we didn't get to really talk about it this morning, but uh, we are going to look at the empty tomb and uh, see what all that means for us. So we're going to be in Matthew chapter 28 and take a look at the end of the Passion Week, the end of uh, Christ's crucifixion, his uh, prophecy fulfilled, and uh, see what it means for us. So Matthew chapter 28, and we're going to start reading in verse number 1. And in the, verse number 1, the Bible says, In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow, and for fear of him the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy, and did run to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail. And they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. Now when they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city and showed unto the chief priests all the things that were done. And when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers, saying, Say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. <clears throat> and if this come to the governor's ear, we will persuade him and secure you. So they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Then the eleven disciples uh, went into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. Let's pray. Father God, we love you. We thank you for this glorious day. Lord, we thank you for the ability to remember your resurrection. Lord, it wasn't just uh, your crucifixion, your dying for our sins, but Lord, your rising again, conquering death and hell that paved the way for us to be able to be in heaven with you for eternity. And God, we can never forget that without the resurrection, you would have been just like any other God. And Lord, please help us uh, to understand this tonight, to see this in our hearts, help it to mold us and shape us and drive us uh, to become better Christians, better men and women, men and women that would follow you and serve you and would do as you requested in John 17 and bring honor and glory to your Father. And Lord, please guide and direct tonight. We love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The first thing we see in this scripture is we see a couple of grieving women. Uh, the women came, Mary Magdalene and, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and, and several others had gone. Uh, this is another one of those uh, things that doesn't line up. If you have the Good Friday point of view, it doesn't line up that the women were able to go uh, and buy the spices because if he died, if he was crucified on Good Friday and was buried before the Sabbath day, then they wouldn't have had any time to go buy the spices because they wouldn't have been able to do any kind of business on the Sabbath day. Uh, so they wouldn't have been able to buy the spices and prepare them to be able to come to the tomb at this point 
and begin and anoint the body. And, and in other places, this is where uh, it explains to us in Luke uh, that that is why they're coming. They're coming to anoint the body of Christ uh, for his burial to make sure because he was hastily buried after his crucifixion. Um, so this is just another hole in the idea of the Good Friday uh, crucifixion. But as they're coming, they're, they're lamenting to themselves. They're, they're worried about who's going to roll the stone away because they know that the soldiers uh, had rolled a stone and they placed a seal on it. And, and there was no way, uh, one, the soldiers were still there. But two, there was no way they were going to be able to roll the stone away and do what they desired so deeply to do for their Lord. And, you know, this, this ties in with us as, as we uh, often are asked to do things. Now, Christ didn't come to them and ask them to come and anoint himself, <coughs> to anoint his body. But they, they felt led to do this because that is, that's one, it's their tradition. It's how people were buried of the Jewish culture. But two, it's because they loved him so much that they felt led to, to honor him and bless him in this way. But yet they were scared. They were worried. There were fears that were there and uh, they couldn't see a way around them. But just like us, as we are called to do things, as we're called to step out by faith, uh, we get worried. Uh, I, I laugh. We went uh, Friday afternoon, Friday evening, and knocked a few doors. Uh, I think I counted. We knocked about 20 doors, talked to a few people, um, had some good conversations, and then Saturday morning rolled around, and I did not want to get out of bed because I was afraid that I was going to come down here and see eggs all over the front door or graffiti or you know I just you have that that's, that's my first thought is that oh no I've made somebody mad and now they know where I live and they're going to start torturing me I, I mean um, something else to pray about I, I didn't put it in the list I'll, I'm going to try to remember uh, to put it in for Wednesday but my cousin Jameson uh, who was the mayor uh, he resigned um, because uh, some people have been upset with him and they've caused problems for him at his job. Uh, outside of being the mayor, he's uh, the vice president of the bank and they've called in bank examiners to come in and investigate the books of the bank because they believe that he's done, they don't like the decisions he's made as mayor, so now they're including his business in all of this. But on top of that, uh, talking to my uncles today, um, his children who are in the public school here uh, were getting harassed uh, by kids of these people that are, are are bullying them in school and he'd finally just had enough so he resigned his position as mayor uh, last month and um, resigned his position on the fire department and uh, has just now been driven away from serving a community that he loves he's been driven away from it uh, and, and you know my initial thought was that same you know people man, they know they're gonna we, they know we're having church here I'm still waiting for the call from my landlord that people are complaining that there's a bunch of people here, which there haven't been a bunch, but, you know, that there's a bunch of people here every week um, because that's the first place they're going to go if they don't like us is they're going to go to the city and say, well, they that's not zoned for that. They can't do that there. Well, we're just we're just having a, a party. <laughs> you know, you, get, you guys have barbecues all the time. But... That was my fear Saturday morning as I woke up is that we had, we had taken this step of faith and we'd gone out and, and done this thing and, and we'd met some people and now uh, Satan is going to turn it around. And these ladies, uh, in the same way, they had followed Christ for three and a half years and, and heard his teaching and, and then all of a sudden he's crucified and he's, he's gone. 
and they fear never to be seen again. And they're going to care for him because they loved him so much and they can't figure out in their head how they're going to move the stone away and how they're going to, how they're going to do what they need to do. But God had a plan. So Luke, uh, we turn over to Luke 24. That's another, uh, this is, is in all the Gospels, but Luke 24 shows uh, another side of this. Another perspective from a different writer. Luke 24, verses 1 through 12. Again, now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher, and they entered in, and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed, Thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. So here we see this first in the first few verses, again, we see that their purpose, they're coming, bringing spices to anoint and prepare the body. And they're, they're unbelieving, un, they're not understanding what Christ had told them. In John chapter 20, we see it again, and this is going to bring us to our second part of this point here, is uh, it wasn't just the women that were confused. In John chapter 20, verse number 1, it says, The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, <clears throat> early when it was yet dark, under the sepulcher, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. Then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and to uh, the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore, therefore, or therefore went forth, and that other disciple, and came to the sepulcher. So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter, such a guy thing, and came first to the sepulcher. He had to add that he was first. I don't, I, this is another time where I feel like the Lord is just putting in his sense of humor here. But And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon, Simon Peter following him, and went into the sepulcher, and seeth the linen clothes lie. If you skip down uh, to verse number 18, uh, Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. And Verse 19, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. These men, they, they were afraid for their lives. And they didn't believe what Christ had told them. And even if we go back to Luke, we'll see that they didn't believe when Mary first came and told them that, that Christ was alive. Luke 24, verse number 11. Uh, sorry, verse number 10. And it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James, the other women that were with them, <clears throat> which told these things unto the apostles, Verse number 11, And their words seemed to them as idle tales, and they believed them not. Then arose Peter and ran unto the sepulcher. 
Mary comes bringing this wonderful news that, that he's alive, he is risen. Uh, that, that yes, we saw him crucified, we saw him die, but he is alive. And they don't believe her. The next thing we see in Matthew 28, uh, as we continue on, we'll get back to the unbelieving disciples here in a minute, but uh, we see uh, the keepers of the tomb, uh, they're like dead men. Uh, they fainted. Just as in John, when they came to arrest Jesus, and, they, and Jesus said, Whom seek ye? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, I am he. And they all fell backwards uh, at the power of his words. When the stone was rolled away, these men who were there to guard the tomb uh, became fearful and fainted because they didn't understand. The world, the world will never understand in the flesh. And Brother Van Gelderen uh, pointed some things out this morning that I, I tied together with our message for next week. Um, going back to Nicodemus and Christ uh, in their meeting at night, but um, the flesh will never understand the things of the Spirit. Uh, that's why in John chapter 3 and verse 6, uh, Christ says that, that is, what is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the Spirit is spirit. They, they don't understand. The flesh doesn't understand the Spirit. Um, it cannot understand the things of God because it is flesh. It is of its father, the devil. But the message is simple. And at this time, the disciples' eyes were open. He's not here. He's risen. And the ladies, they, they remembered his words as uh, the angel told them as he sat upon the stone that, that he is risen. They remembered that Christ had said that he would rise, that he would be, uh, that he had prophesied all of this, that he would be crucified and he would be buried, but that he would rise again, uh, conquering death and hell. And they were blessed. Now, they're going to be blessed again because they're going to spend the next 40 days with Christ, again, walking this earth and, and seeing what he can do before he finally gives them their last marching orders and, and he ascends into heaven and sends them off on their own. But he's alive. This is completely different. This is completely different than any... I'm sorry, I'm changing my message midstream because the last two-thirds of it is salvation message for people that aren't here so i'm talking about some other stuff but christ went and he rose from the dead and this is completely different than every other religion out there every other religion uh the, the buddhists they can go and dig up the bones of their false god the 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 hindus they can go and probably the same people they can go and dig up their false god the that there are religions in India that they they uh, and, and overseas that they walk around sweeping with a broom in front of them because they're afraid that if they they step on a, an insect it might be the reincarnate spirit of their their dead ancestor. Uh, but every other religion, their god is dead. He can't do anything for us. Ours is alive. He's already done everything he ever needed to do, yet he sits there on the right hand of God waiting to intercede for us. But seeing is believing for some. Back in, in John, uh, John chapter 20, we see that not all believed him. John chapter 20 and verse number 19, it says, And then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week when the doors were shut, 
where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them, and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> Whosoever, whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the prints of his nails, and, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and I thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days again his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace be unto you. And saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believe. And Thomas answered and said, My Lord and my God. You see, God understands that we are frail people. We, we, uh, we lack faith. As Brother Van Gelderen said this morning, uh, faith is not a gift, it's a reaction. And sometimes we have the wrong reaction. And uh, Christ knows this. And he knew that Thomas was not going to believe until he was able to put his fingers in the, the prints of the nails and stick his hand into, the, into Christ's side where the, the spear had pierced him. And, and it's interesting that we understand that Christ still had these scars. And many times in our lives, as we witness to people, um, I feel like we give the wrong idea and, and we we tell people, you know, you get saved and it's going to change your life and it's going to be the best thing you've ever done and, and they get the idea that, that everything is going to be uh, roses from then on and it's going to be beautiful and there's not going to be any pain and any sorrow. But there is. There, there's still going to be pain and there's still going to be suffering and there's still going to be hurt and you're still going to have your old scars and your old flesh and there's still going to be things that you have to deal with. But all of those things are there because God allowed them to be there so that those who need to see can see just like thomas here there are men and women around us that, that need to see and understand where we came from that need to see and understand the pain and the hurt in our lives and need to understand the scars and the burdens that we bear so that they can see god work so that they can see that god is real and i i go back to to me it, it took uh, as a teenager growing up here i, I didn't believe in god you couldn't go dig up his bones. So I didn't believe that Christ ever existed. Um, and it took an act of God of uh, my daughter being born at four months premature uh, to understand that, that there was something bigger than just me. And I honestly today, I believe that the whole reason that she is the way that she is, as messed up as she is, no, no, she, she's great. But the, the, the reason that she has uh, the issues, the minimal issues that she has, the cerebral palsy and, and that she was so premature was simply to bring my wife and I to Christ. And, and then to, for her to be able to use that to witness to those around her to help them understand God. God doesn't do anything by mistake. He doesn't allow anything by mistake. I, I believe that 
the reason that I went through what I went through as a child that when my father left and my dad adopted me and and then when my mom and dad got divorced and all of the turmoil and all of the issues that all of that caused was not to hurt me but it was to mold me and shape me into what I am today but also so that I could use that uh, to reach down into that miry clay and help somebody else that's in the same boat that's in the same position and I've seen that worked work out worked out work out throughout my life and today we need to understand that he is risen we need to not uh, act like all those other religions where their god is still in the ground and we have no hope uh, we need to really take to heart the fact that Christ is alive that he has done everything he ever said he was going to do there's just a few more things left that haven't been accomplished but they will be and we need to know that he loves us and he cares for us and he's interceding for us and he's with us and we need to not fear we need to not fear we need to just focus on God and God alone and that's the the most important thing in all of this the thing is there's evidence all around us even me as a young teenager uh, going through school and understanding how plants worked and how they how they changed light into energy and all that stuff and, and understanding the complexity just in us in, in, in a single human hair the amount of information that's contained uh, our whole being is contained in that and for me to ever think that that could just happen by chance is impossible but God needed to show us these things and if there's one thing that we need to remember about Resurrection Sunday is we need to think, not only remember that Christ was risen, but understand that we wouldn't know that he had risen except that the stone was rolled away. My pastor in Missouri, uh, every year it's, it's the, the theme for this time of year is the cross, the grave, and the stone rolled away. Because without that stone being rolled away, we wouldn't know the tomb was empty. We wouldn't believe for certain that the tomb is empty. And as those women were coming in the morning uh, to anoint the body and they were, they were worrying about how they were going to roll the stone away, God had already done it for them. And we have to understand that God didn't do that to let Christ out. Christ was already risen. God did that to let us in, to give us the proof and the evidence that we need to know that he's alive that he has risen that he is right there with us the fact is god gave us a gift and that gift uh, in john three sixteen, for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that gift of his only begotten son was was stuffed in a tomb and wrapped with a stone and just like any other time where we have a gift waiting for us, it's not truly ours until we open it and use it. God opened it for us. He opened that tomb and allowed us to see uh, what Christ had for us and, and to see what he had done for us. So I pray today as we go through the rest of the week, as we, um, again, start working, uh, listening to Brother Van Gelderen about all of the the great revivals of the past and how they started with just small groups and 
uh, I truly believe in my heart that we can see revival again, that we can make a difference. If nothing else, we can make a difference in this town. And I believe that we can lift the dark cloud that's here with God's help, through God's power. So as we go about the rest of the week, just think on this. Think on the fact that He is risen, that all power uh, was given to Him and is now given to us. John 20 and verse number 21, Then said Jesus unto them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, even so send I you. We were, Christ was sent into this world to seek and save that which was lost. And that is our mission, to seek and save that which is lost and to show it the way to be found again. So let's focus on that this week. Let's focus on uh, living and walking each day, consciously making the choice to serve the Lord.